I heard that quote from, I think it was Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey says, when there's an opportunity and it presents itself to you, I do not want you to think about what's on the other side of the door. What I want you to do is walk through the door. Just Mm. walk through the door because the universe, all the things on the other side, if they open the door for you, are going to take care of you. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lessa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world. And the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity. And it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey, be it, babe. I am so freaking stoked for this incredible interview that's about to come up. We talk a lot of things about women, charging our worth, stepping into the rooms. It is going to be an inspirational conversation. I hope you yell and shout out and clap along with the interview the whole time and make sure that you tell us exactly what your favorite parts were because my guest today, Monica Linda of Girl Squad Media, and I want to hear that from you. It's going to make us dance for you. And we also want to hear about the, well, I'm not going to spoil the whole thing. When you get to the end, when you do the be it action item, we're going to want to know where you went. All right, loves, here is Monica Linda. It's here. OPC Summer Camp. You know that thing we started last year? Well, we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world, which means all day long you can nerd out with me at Camp Zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite Pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot. No, you can have the amazing food from your own home. You can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for. In fact, you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money. In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got reformer. We've got some happy hip reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! Welcome back, Be It Babes. I am a I can't even wait. <laughs> She's already laughing. I can't even wait. You guys, I have an in-house guest. I think I'm going to start doing this more often. I'm going to be really honest. This is so much fa- more fun. Um, we just wrapped an incredible photo shoot. I wrote 10 on my stories. I don't know. Maybe it's 15. Maybe it's 100. I- it's unclear. I'm so grateful for this one to be my life. The last time you heard her was on episode number nine. Nueve. <laughs> And um, we got to hear how she was really being it till she saw it as a photographer. And now years later, well, two years later in the podcast, but also we've known each other since 2019 and just really seen what you have done with your business. I have to bring you back. And I want today's podcast, Monica Linda of Girl Squad Media to be, I want to be a conversation, but I can't wait for us to talk about women in business and women in service businesses, because as we know, we set our own rates and that's not always liked by people. So Monica Linda, in case anyone hasn't heard episode nine, tell everyone who you are and what you slay at. Uh, my name is Monica Linda. I'm from Girl Squad Media. I'm the founder. And we work with women to help them generate images that increase their revenue. Yeah. And they do. 
<laughs> and they do. And, and they, they do. do. <laughs> Every time. And Every time. Do. And sometimes I just take photos for my 40th birthday invitations. <laughs> Because I'm obsessed with Leslie Logan's style. Uh, I'm obsessed with Monica Linda's amazing talent. Okay. So, um, you, how long have you been a photographer and can we talk a little about the journey? Because when I met you, you were a rising star. You're a fucking star now. I mean, like phenomenal. I mean, Ed Milet, uh, Candy Valentino, Leslie Logan, uh, Lori and Chris Harder. How you, we can name drop some more and the fucking NFL. Yeah. <laughs> but like, when we met, you were still doing only branding photography, not video content at the time. Reels weren't a thing, guys. And you were in a business coaching group with me and you were working towards things. What has a journey been like since 2019 to today? Like how did, like, what's the, tell us a little bit about that. That's a whole mental process and a lot of changes to your business. So how'd it go? It has been, it has been crazy. It has been up, down, but still on time and on path. Like I have. Don't you hate when it's like on time? Cause it wasn't on. Yeah. We look back and go, that was the right timing. That's right. But like in the time you're like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I had no idea, but it just seems like it's so right on time. I even had that moment last night um, where I thought to myself, it is awesome to feel still. Cause I, ha- I check in with myself all the time as our client rosters get bigger, as we sign bigger contracts with people that um, literally I would never dream of working with. As that continues to happen, I continue to ask myself, am I still on the right path? And it still feels and it still feels good. Mm-hmm. So we just we just keep going forward. I I've never really had like, I know a lot of people have business plans, but I'm really intuitive about what do, what feels right. Yeah, I hear you on that. Actually, let's just we'll just dive in a little bit on that because. The banks love a business plan. I mean, let me take that back. I have a business plan. Yeah. But I'm saying like, I've never started from the beginning and said, I want to photograph Carol G and Coldplay in concert. That's not on my list. I know, but I- But it's happening. I saw, I saw you're going to be at the Coldplay concert. You're you're doing some stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that kind of stuff is not on my list. Right. But the business plan is there for sure. Yeah. I think that that's, I thank you for bringing that up because I think sometimes we get- I do, I do love prompts for making visualization work and manifestation work. And I do love a vision board. Um, but I also think that sometimes a vision board rules can be or rules. I guess it's just like directions, not rules can there. I do love specifics. I think it's really important to be specific when it's talking about like, who am I talking to in my business? Like, who am I doing this for? Like, you're very specific who you're doing for you. We all just heard what that was. Right. Right. But with my vision boards that I made in 2013, like they were kind of, um, imagery as opposed to like specific. I didn't put a brunette guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. On my vision board, but I put me in, I, I put a visual of a couple in love in the center with rose gold rings. I didn't know exactly who that was going to be. Yeah. And so like, I couldn't put something down that I hadn't met yet. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get a little hung up. Like I've got to get Oprah on my podcast. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I love Oprah on my podcast, but here are some five people that I think I could probably get right now if I really nailed them. And Oprah should be asking me to be on my podcast. Oprah's people just saying, if you're listening, you can ask me. Uh, (laughs) Totally. But I think it's like being open to surprises, but being specific enough in the, in the nearest future. So some people have a hard time thinking 10 years ahead. Yeah. 
And banks love a plan. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't do. want to give you money no. if you don't have a plan. They don't, they don't want to actually give a lot of people money. I'm be really honest. True. Uh, no bank has given me any money. Thank God for the COVID SBA loan. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, for sure. That was the only yeah. time they're like, you want money? I'm like, I'll take it. But I was like, how much? I'm like, take all of it. Take all of it. How much <laughs> can I? They may never offer us it again. <laughs> what is what is the max? So um, you have a business plan, but you haven't been specific. Like Coldplay wasn't on your list. What are some things that were on your list that you can't even believe happened? And what are some things that like are just surprises along the way? You know, I, I feel like, I, I, I don't know if this is too woo-woo, but this is really how it happens for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like as I become brighter as Monica Linda, yeah. my clients become brighter. Yeah. And I don't I didn't mean for that to happen, but I'm finding that the the bigger the client, the the bigger the payday, like all the things are we've heard other people talk about this. It really is equivalent to how I feel about myself, how I feel about my business, how I feel about not being an imposter, that I do belong at the table. Like the more I'm really settling into that, the the clients get bigger. And yeah. I, I'm not meaning to do that, but I'm almost playing a, a really fun game of I'm like, how bright can we really get? So I actually think that's really cool. I think like no one means to be brighter, but like, isn't it way more fun? Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it's also, I feel like it's a life, it's a life journey for me. Yeah. Because I've come such a long way that it it always shocks me that I still have, I have that much more to work out. Like, I yeah. feel like I'm going to continue to try to be more of myself and brighter for the rest of my life. I don't think I'll ever really get there, but it it is scary and terrifying and also kind of cool if you can like notice it's happening at the same time. Yeah, I love that. You mentioned something like the more you shine, the caliber of client you bring in shines. And something I I we're in the service industry, obviously different services, but the truth is is that like we set our rates. There isn't there's there are costs to the businesses that we do, but there's also it's most of it is to our time. And so you're putting price on the same minutes that everyone has in a day. And so you have to value yourself at a certain rate to create a value for those minutes. And it can be difficult to place value on those minutes because like, oh my God, are they, especially as a woman, this is because we've been raised this way. Are they going to like me? Are they going to like me enough for this? And when you said the, the shiner, the brighter I shine, the, the caliber of client also comes in. And also I up-level the clients I already have. So everyone is winning here. What I see happen is in my industry is people fear that people won't like them and they'll say no. So they're like, I think I need to discount my prices. I think I need to discount my prices. Do you have a story or a time where you kind of feared your rates and maybe you did lower them or maybe you didn't lower them and like kind of how that went down. Cause it's, it's really hard when you work for yourself to separate when people say no to your rates that it's not a rejection of you as a human being. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it is really, really hard. I feel like a couple of years ago, it was really difficult when I would, when I would set a price and then would worry whether I was worthy of it or was I just experienced enough what uh, with it? I knew that I was capable of doing it, but was I really able to like deliver the service? Mm. And I used to struggle 
But what ended up shifting for me is every time I felt that way, every time I felt like, are they going to like me? Or I could tell like somewhere I just didn't want to work with this client, but I wasn't, I couldn't tell why I didn't. But what ended up happening is every time, and I don't know how this happens, maybe somebody out there can tell us, but every time somebody asked me for a significant discount, it never works out. Correct. Never works out. No. Like that has been the hardest lesson for me. The amount of times that I have not, I've been in a space where I was, I was just in a funk or I wasn't feeling weird or I was willing to compromise because I thought these people were brighter or they were bigger or, or more or, popular. Or they tell you, oh my God, I've got all these followers. Oh, all these followers. So if you give me this discount, you're going to get so much exposure. Every time, I'm telling you 100% of the time, and I have been in some serious situations that have been so deflating, mm -hmm. exhausting, and literally sucked the life out of me and what didn't bring me any joy, it has it has been that. So like, I almost feel like that lesson of the suffering of constantly putting myself in that situation made me actually do the opposite of like, let's really love myself here mm -hmm. and ask and go for the ask. Because every time I do it the other way, it ends up failing. Yeah. I had James um, Patrick um, on the podcast and he actually does a couple. He like every once in a, uh, in a, a while on his on his Instagram account, he goes, uh, here are some reasons. Here are all the reasons why people have said I should work for free for them. And here's what my response was. And uh, we can talk more about this. There is something about the way he says it that I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, how am I going to say that? Because there's something about like a dude saying that to yep. someone and people don't think he's an asshole. That's right. Like someone goes, oh, hey, you're going to get lots of exposure because I have a ton of followers. And he's like, followers don't pay my bills. And like I read that and I don't go, what a dick. I read that and go, that's right. Yeah. But like there's something about. If you and I were to say that, sometimes I feel like people are like, bitch. <laughs> or they'd be like, she's so greedy. Oh, yeah. She wants so much money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or who is she? Who's she's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. I know. So, um, but I love that you brought that up because I have the same thing. Like, okay, we, again, we're in different service industries, but I've had, I had the clients who are like, well, what if I pay cash? My favorite thing. What if mm, I pay cash? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I still got to run that shit through my scheduling tool. So if I'm audited, that fucking shit's on the books. Even yeah. if I want to cash the scheduling tool, you're still on the scheduling tool. Yeah. So you're there. You think they're not going to find that? They're going to find that. They're, they're, <laughs> they're always going to find it. <laughs> somebody will always find the cash. Yeah. So I, um, I, I hate, like the media does this thing every once in a while when like they think there's a recession happening where they say, oh, just ask for a discount. Like you never know, especially for people who work for the small businesses need the money. So just ask. It's, it doesn't hurt to ask. It's like, Actually, it does hurt. It hurts the business owner you're asking. Yeah. Because even if they have the gall to say no, you are still putting them through a mental gymnastics ring, especially if they're female, to figure out how do I kindly <laughs> tell you to fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> like, how do yeah. I How do I do that? Um, uh, before we did this photo shoot today, which I'm, I mean, I can't wait. I love our photo shoots. I mean, you know, <laughs> um, but we had talked about you had hired you were you were uh, there was a situation where you were asking a couple people for some rates and there was the female and there was the male. Yep. Can you tell us a little about that story? Because I feel like this really just puts a, 
underlines what we're talking about here. Yeah. So um, I have independent contractors that we work with all the time. We hire photographers for big events. We hire videographers for different events. And 99% of the time, if I was to literally itemize how many times the guy always asked for at least four to 500 more, we're not talking a thousand, maybe four to 500 more than any of the women do. And um, very rarely do any of the women videographers or photographers come back and ask for more. And when they do, my answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Usually when somebody, when a, when a woman photographer or videographer says, hey, I can do it for this amount just because you ask, absolutely. But I'm also not going to be the person who's going to like make you name your price. Right. That's that, not your job. That You're hiring is not, them. That is not my job. That is you that is your job to ask for the right rate. So photographers, videographers, ask for your rate first. I love this because um so I have a mentorship program and I was and uh and so the girls who come in, I mean they, there could be a guy that comes in someday, but the women that come through, um, you know, they often tell their their clients like, hey, I'm doing this program and I'm like working on this and it's just to really better my teaching, blah, blah. And some of their clients have just started paying them more. And they're like, my clients are just paying me more. And I'm like, yeah, because they are like, raise your rates. I really value you. I'm really loving what you're doing and you're investing in yourself. And like, I love that their clients are just paying more, but also like, I really wish... I really wish that there was a, in all public schools, <laughs> like training for how to really understand what you're worthy of yeah. and how to negotiate. You and I lived in LA. Do you remember when Sony was hacked? Yeah. And all their, all the prices for the male actors, like emails got out there and all the women's emails got out yes. there. Yes. And like, I think it was Jennifer Lawrence who was like, I learned a lot. Right. I learned that I was just so grateful for the job. I said yes to whatever they're offering That's me, right. which was $10 million less than the my co-star who had less lines than me. Yeah. And like, that was a wake up call for me. I was like, what is happening? Why are we being taught? The, like, what are we not being taught actually yeah. what it is? So when, as a female photographer in the service industry, you know, the NFL reached out to you. They've hired you for things. Was there a time where like, oh my gosh, I'm going to send my rates. Like, were you worried about that? Or was it because like when, when the brands get bigger, do you worry less about saying your rates? Um, no, I'm actually really thoughtful about the psychology behind pricing. And that's like a a whole Mm. other, a whole other discussion. There, there are, there are some brands and some people who want you to come in at a certain price. What I've noticed is that you have to, when you're working with a higher, with a higher client, you have to ask yourself, how high of a client is this? And if they're used to paying a luxury brand, a luxury price, you have to do it. Mm. Or they're going to say no to you because you are too cheap. Right. They're going to, that's, I tell people yeah. this all the time. No, it's, it's, it's actually true. If you, if you have people that are used to paying for like Rolls Royces and Mercedes Benz and cars, I can't even describe. If you come in at a lower price, they will say no to you just because they are going to feel like you don't believe in yourself. So why am I going to trust you with my product? I got tested on this a couple of times when I was at Plies. I'm still Plies. But as a Plies in LA, I had this guy. I happened to look him up because he was coming in for a 6 a.m. session. And I worked at a brick and mortar at the time. I was a renter. But I was and I was going to be alone. And I was like, ooh, 6 a.m. alone in a studio with a client I don't know who's a male. Like, I, 
I do want to kind of know who's coming <laughs> to the studio yeah. because like, I don't know who I'm expecting. And what if a homeless person walks in? I'm like, hi, come on in. Like I wanted. So I like made him make sure I said, I think all of your information so I can Google you because I am meeting you at 6am. And he's like, what? And I was like, yep, yeah, I'm a female. It's LA 6am. I want your information. If you yeah. don't want that, then I don't want to see you. Yeah. And he gave me his full name. I Googled him. He's a venture capitalist fund, the owner of it, all these things. And I was like, okay. He, and I could see he like spends part of his time in New York, a part of his time here. And I was like, okay, so this is a client that I'm only going to have half the year probably. And so he came in for his first session. I taught him. Um, we went over my rates. He did do the like, oh, are there any discounts if I pay cash? And I said, are there any discounts if I give you money for venture capitalism in cash? Like, does my, does my money go further? Yeah. And he looked at me and he goes, good job. Yeah. <laughs> and he paid me even when he didn't come. He like not, we're not talking late cancels. He's right. like, I'm be gone next week. Charge me. Yeah. Cause he's like, I don't want the sessions to go away. And that test, you guys, I don't even know how I knew how to pass that test, but mo- it's more of a safety thing for me. But when he pulled that shit, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. You are you nuts? You live in the multi-million dollar corridor that's across the street from a shitty apartment. Fuck no. You don't yeah. like there was a part of me that was like pissed about it, but that that piss like made me like step up and I passed that test. And then I had this other guy who was an entrepreneur founder. Um, he definitely uh, he did not have investors yet and he was trying to get there and he also tried to negotiate my rates. And I said, no, would you let people negotiate your sale on your company that you told me you're trying to sell? Yeah, there there, like, ha- there has to be a moment where you're going to have to draw a line in the sand. And um, also, you know, I'm, I, I can I also want to say, like, I can take these risks because I have I'm not new mm-hmm. and let's just I have a portfolio that proves that I'm worth every penny. Yeah. So for every photographer, videographer who's out there, please, on another podcast, I will tell you the amount of free things that I had to say no to or lower my price just to build portfolio. That's a whole other discussion. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about mm-hmm. today. But um, if you're going to charge a premium price, your portfolio has to match that. You just can't yeah. like... You have to have the expertise, the photos, the website, like the things have to match. I had uh, Johanna. You would talk to Johanna. Remember her? I had her on the podcast. She does the luxury branding um, things and her business card. When you meet her in person, y'all, it is like as thick as a credit card, actually thicker because I just was sent a credit card. I was like, what is what is this business card? I was just said it is thick, like Amex platinum thick. You nice, know what I mean? Nice, like like nice. thick. And it's like her beautiful, just amazing nails, like dripping down with gold on this thing. And she landed a Google account because of this, uh, her business card, her business card represents her luxury brand. If she had handed the guy a paper business card and said, I'm a luxury brand branding person like that doesn't match so i love that you brought up like the type of person you're wanting to serve your portfolio or insert your website or a business card or the way you show up has to actually go along with that if you're doing high-end photos but you're actually doing low-end services that's actually not going to speak to your audience just like if you were trying to do high-end photography or high-end client supplies with low-end 
stuff. Like you have to make sure everything matches. That's right. And I do agree. We all did start somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. You do have to, but where you start is you should never, ever be just like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Like, that's right. You have to talk about those things because it's actually what got you there. That's right. And then there's like some, um, there's a muscle that you build when people, when you are, when you have a situation that goes bad, like I recently had one that like went a little bit odd and I was like, okay, I don't like how that happened. Where did I make a mistake in the contract? So now my contracts now have new dates in them because I was like, I didn't like how that went down. Actually, that didn't match with me. So we can't just go a bad situation is just the worst that ever happened. It actually teaches us a lot of things. It teaches you a lot of things. Sometimes you could do a really high-end client, got paid 80% of what you really wanted, but ended up getting so much more out of it from the portfolio. Or you learn that, shoot, I should have charged 100% and damn it, they would have paid it. Oh, I do love this. Okay. But that's a confidence thing. Like where, totally. like, can I, like when you did that, where you were like, oh, I could have charged more, they would have paid it, but I didn't feel confident in asking that. Totally. And that is like the biggest difference I've noticed when I am quoting any, any product that I give now is there is a confidence that feels good mm-hmm. that I didn't feel at the beginning. And I'm Which really, it's hard. It's hard. You can be it till you see it, but it's right. still hard. It's still, it's still hard. It's still hard. But there is like this confidence of like, I, I, I'm at least in the room. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's, let's flex that muscle because there was a time that I couldn't charge those things because the muscle wasn't, wasn't, it, it definitely wasn't there yet. Yeah. There, there's a quote by Gary Vaynerchuk and I know I'm going to say it wrong, but I remember listening. It's okay. He probably won't yell at us, but he'll. <laughs> yell. But I remember years ago when I first started my business, I was listening to him a, a lot because I kind of like, you know, everyone's pod. I listen to different people's podcasts based on what I need. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I needed somebody to kick me in the ass. Yeah, he will. He will definitely. <laughs> he he will definitely kick you in the ass. So one thing he said is that when you're working with higher clientele, you can't fake the bullshit. You can't outsmart a bullshit. You can't you can't out bullshit somebody who's like has a lot of money. So you have to work on the confidence. Mm. You have to work on your pricing because the people that you're wanting to work with on the other end are going to see right through it and aren't going to hire you for that reason too. And I also think like, look, what's expensive is very subjective. Right. So what's, what was expensive to me when I was working in retail and had massive student loans, like, like a tiny little apartment yeah. is very different than what's expensive to me now. Now I might not be able to afford some of the things that I don't think are expensive. Oh, totally. <laughs> in this current state that we're talking right yeah. now, but they don't, their, their price feels fair for what they are. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing. I think sometimes we think when I can't afford something, it must be too expensive. No, the price is fair. I just am not able to afford that yet. And yeah. I do, we were both in that master. You were photography in the mastermind. Remember that woman who came through in Chris and Lori's very first fast foundation. She was this whole like money mantra. Yeah. Were you there that day? It was like, it was the in-person the second weekend. Okay. And she was from the UK and she was talking about like you, it's very important. You never say like, I can't afford those sheets. And instead saying, I'm not buying those sheets today. Yes. Which is, which is a big difference. It's a very big difference. So like I, everyone knows I want a G wagon, right? You will never hear me say they're too expensive. That's right. You won't. You're just not, you just don't, you're just not getting one today. I'm just not getting one today, Yeah, but I'm going to have one and it's not too expensive. It's just not in, it's not what I'm spending my money on in this moment, you know? <laughs> totally. And I feel like this is, and I don't worry, I don't know where men get this because mm. I feel 
that my confidence and my level of uh, just self-worth is equivalent to kind of what's happening in my client roster. Mm. I feel like what's different between men and I would love to hear. I, I don't think Brad they will need, chime in on Thursday. Well, I don't know. I want to hear his thoughts. I don't think they need confidence in order to match price point. I don't know that because I'm not a dude. But I feel like they learn that earlier. They don't need like they don't need self-worth to charge millions of dollars. Well, here's where it comes from. And this is going to sound really terrible. But for the moms listening, let's just stop doing this with your children. Boys are like, boys, leave boys. Oh, my God. Look what you did. So big. Look at this boy. Like, da, da, da. Yeah. And girls like, don't brag. Shh. That's right. Don't talk too much in class. That's right. Don't. No, no, no. No one wants you to talk too much. Like, hey, you're, you know, like I... My parents tell stories all the time about how, like I, when apparently when I was three years old or four years old, I was taken down to San Diego. It's an eight hour drive from where we lived at least. And apparently I talked the whole way there and that's all they talk about. That's not all they talk about, but yeah, growing up that story was so mm. told so much and the way it was told, and this is not because they're probably listening. It's I'm sure they didn't mean to. But it made me embarrassed. Yeah. It didn't feel like, oh, my God, our daughter talks so much because she's yeah. so articulate. It has so many creative things to say. Yeah. It felt like, wow, she can't shut up. <laughs> and, she, and she can't be too much. Yeah. And so and again, I I, uh, I because I don't want to DM me, mom yeah. or dad. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that that was an intentional thing, but I've never heard them say my brother talks, talks too much. No. And I've never heard my my parents say that. My brothers, I, I used to get in trouble all the time from my mom used to say, we shouldn't have let her be such a free thinker. We, we, we actually let her be that too much. Like I remember hearing, hearing those conversations when I was like talking or I would like come up with ideas or I'd want to do this or I'd want to like buy like Vogue magazine. My mom would be like, we don't do that. Mm. Like you shouldn't want, you should, it's almost like I shouldn't want to be more than that. Yeah. And I mean, like, obviously they're coming from the, however they were raised. So none totally. of this is like slights, but love it's like- my parents. Yes. Love. Love. Hi love, guys. Love, love you. I, but like also those things unintentionally tell your daughters you're too much. Too much. You're being too much. And uh, if my brother ran through the mud, it was like, oh my God, what a character. If we were to run through the mud, it's like, we told you to stay clean. You have to stay clean. That's right. And also, I was raised in a very religious environment where it's like, don't chill your shoulders because you're going to make people, you know, you're going to make boys be distracted and you're going to make them stumble and it's your fault. Which oh, is, yeah. So I think even, even that stuff makes women hide. Yeah. Makes them overthink everything. Well, I, if I charge that, what will people think? If I wear this, what will people think? And- the boys are never told like pull your pants up no one wants to see your underwear that's right that's right <laughs> or um don't be too um you know sexy or mm -hmm. you know don't take your while you're playing basketball don't take your shirt off yes you know they're never they're they're actually never told that i feel like the the biggest thing that i still struggle with sometimes with my parents is can i trust my own thoughts mm. cuz i feel oh. like as a girl we're constantly taught to get feedback, to ask your husband, mm -hmm. to ask your father for advice. Mm -hmm. Very rarely did I hear anyone say, ask your mother for advice. I was oh, no. told, ask your dad for advice. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like even now that's something that I have to work on is 
I am smart enough to make my own decisions Mm -hmm. with my wife or without her. And I have to like remember that. And that is that that I think that's a muscle that I think just a lot of women struggle with. I agree. And also, like I had a woman on who was talking about the feminine and the masculine energies. And I struggle with that because, you know, I own my own business. That's a masculine energy. Yeah. And I'm in a marriage and I would like to be more feminine energy in that state. But it's complicated when you work from home and yes, and you work with your partner. So it's almost like there's a trade-off who's being in the feminine energy, who's being the masculine energy. But there's part of me as someone who like was told no so much that I'm like, I don't want to fucking ask anyone permission. No. Which is not great when you have a business partner. Not great. And like also <laughs> – I do have 25 people whose like payrolls are our responsibilities. So I do have to do that. And it's the struggle of like, okay, what am I going to fight for? And like, am I going to, f- what are some things that, like, I'm going to draw a line in the sand here and go, we're not doing it that way. And so, and then also, cause I'm, and then I find myself going, is that okay? Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah. That makes sense. And it's like, yeah. not everything has to be a battle, pick and choose yours. And I'm, and I'm pretty good at that. But like, I, I'm really struggling with going, okay, like, are you okay with that? Like, yeah, honestly, like for the things that I'm going to draw a line, I really don't care if you're okay with that. But like, I really struggle just going, "Mm, I'm good here. Yeah. So we're all going to be good here. Yeah. And, and one of the things I'm training my wife in, in a loving way, because guys do this effortlessly and women crawl all over it is it's okay for a woman to be powerful. To have the biggest dick in the room. Yeah. Like there is some strength in being the biggest person in the room, Mm -hmm. being the smartest person. And guys walk in and women are like, oh my God, I just like love him. But when girls do it, we can't, we can't be that. We can't, we can't be that strong. And what I want my my wife and kind of uh, other people to just explore is that when women are strong, that's sexy. There's something sexy about when it. When we're masculine, and, that's sexy. And also- Is when, it? I think it is. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Sometimes it's fun to be masculine. Um, well, I think, well, we all carry masculine and feminine energies totally. in us. It's like, it's almost, it's like a dimmer switch is really what it is. Uh, like you can turn it on and like depending on where you, what situation you, do you want to be the person who receives being cared for? Or do you want to like, when you are taking action, it's a masculine energy. And when you are receiving, it's a feminine energy. So yeah. like, when do you want to do that? And obviously there's times when you want to Both. be receiving. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, but I, um, I find this really fascinating. I think like we, I was on a board where it was like eight women and one dude. And uh, the guy and I, like we flew on the flights together and we would talk about like, what is our goal for the meeting? And I was like, well, I promise you that if I say it first, they're going to deny it. They're going to talk a lot about it. But then if you come in and say it mm-hmm. with your accent as well, on top of being a dude, they're going to vote for it. Monica sort of fucking God every single time. Yep. I would go, I want to do this. And everyone go, oh, we can't do that. Here's all these reasons. They would debate about it. And then he'd go, well, what if we just do it like this? He would say the exact same thing with a slightly different sentence with an with his amazing accent. And oh, we vote yes on it. And I'm yeah. like, and it it pissed me off. But yeah. also once I figured out the game, we just like took it and ran with it. Yeah. However, it's like 
your point, like when a, a guy can come in the room, like people can shift the energy. And it's like, actually, ladies, we can shift the energy. We can shift the energy. We can have more power. One, we have to actually remember there's more than there's more room at the table now. There's not only one spot for a woman. There's actually way more room. In fact, many, many companies have like, hey, we have to have this many people of color, uh, uh, different diversities and genders here at the table. So there's more of us that are there. And to not say, does that make sense? To say, do you have any other clarifying questions I can answer? Yes. That is a sentence I'm really trying to own because it really does change the leadership role I have in a room and the way we can have it. And it's a really hard habit because we're like, I want to make sure I make sense. I want to make sure everyone understands. I don't want to piss anyone off. Because God forbid we don't make sense. Oh my God. God, God forbid we also are not liked by everybody. Oh my God. Monica. God forbid. The whole world. <laughs> God forbid we don't make sense. <laughs> so, okay. So this amazing photographer here, the NFL's photographer of choice, uh, <laughs> Um, people are going to want to know how that happened. Like you don't have to tell all the details, but what has that been like? And like, did that, I mean, you said you're here to help women like have the media that shows them the worth that they are. Like when the NFL call, we were like, uh, what <laughs> I photograph women. Like, yeah. yeah, what yeah, was yeah. That like? yeah. You know what? But, but the reason, one of the main reasons why we were even brought into the room was because we were women. Mm. And this is where it's okay to play that side too. Mm. Like we were brought into this group because we are gay, Mm. because I am a minority, because I am a female. So those are badges of honor. I'm happy to be all three of those. Happy to be great. I'm gay. Happy to be Mexican. And you're also great. Female. You're also. also, I'm also great too. Yeah. I'm happy to be all those things. So when an opportunity to work for the Super Bowl in the NFL came open because of these opportunities, it would have been crazy to say, oh, I'm not going to do it because I didn't get in just as a woman. These are opportunities that show up. Yeah. And they weren't asking it. That wasn't the only reason my portfolio matched it. Right, 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 right. But it was also... The, one of the things that helped get into that room. I, I actually love that you said this because uh, the statistics are that if a woman has eight or nine out of 10 qualifications that someone's asking for, they will say, oh, I'm not ready. I won't apply. And a dude could have six out of 10 things. And he's like, I'm applying. And I love that you're like, yeah, they were looking for these three demographic qualities I happen to fit in. Yep. But also your portfolio matched what they were looking for. Yeah. And so I think that's really cool because so many people might have, like, for sure I have gotten things like where I've been like, oh, I got picked for that because I lived in LA and I was really close to that thing. Um, And yes, but also... I still had to show up at the caliber they were expecting. That's I still right. had to do that. So yeah, maybe my location gave me a leg up, but you still have to actually show up as what they're expecting or what they're needing. And you you also have you have to deliver the product. But working for agencies like that has literally changed my life, changed mm-hmm. the game, changed my the quality of my work. It leveled me up on levels I didn't even know. It like it like catapulted me into a new era of mm-hmm. just different clients. The quality of work is faster. The the way you engage, the professionalism, um, the time, the time. I recently saw somebody who I hadn't seen in four years and was like, 
oh my God, you almost look like a totally different person. But I'm so used to changing as time goes along mm-hmm. um, that I hadn't even noticed, you know, the girl who quit her job in 2016 yeah. has made all this growth. And it's it hasn't it hasn't been easy. It, there are moments that it's really, really hard. And then you but I continue, continually ask myself, am I on path? What I think is interesting that's coming up that I, I'm going to tell now that I don't know where this is going, but it's fascinating to me. The concert series is is oh. blowing my effing mind. Like because, the Taylor Swift, the Beyonce, like that the kind Be- of thing? Like the Beyonce. Uh, we just did Carol G. She is the first Latina to ever sell out the Pasadena Rose Bowl Stadium two nights in a row. No other Latina has ever done that before. We photographed that event. Um, and we were, fo- we, but here's where opportunity meets. We were booked by the actual stadium themselves because they needed revenue. They needed to build revenue generated media. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. So the Which stadium, is a total alignment with what you do. Total yeah. alignment with what I do. But what's so interesting is that you have these big, huge companies that are seeing content needs to be built. And they're reaching out to people. So this is an opportunity for everybody. They're reaching out to people like us because you think that these big organizations have staff. Let me tell you, they do not. I'm consistently, constantly surprised at how many of these big agencies do not have on-staff people. So it is an opportunity every single time. But the concert series is really interesting because I I don't I, I don't like to photograph celebrities just because they're celebrities. Right. I really like to do it because when you meet them in person, they are bright. Their mm. energy is magnetic. It literally gives me goosebumps. They are so full of their purpose. Mm-hmm. Do you know how hard it is to get in front of a stage of 300,000 people, 400,000 people, and do your thing creatively? Yeah. Like the energy of photographing that is just so amazing. And I'm predicting, and I recently said this at the beginning of last year, I'm predicting that female entrepreneurs on stages will become rock stars. I, I'm predicting that. I do agree. I think that's happening. Especially I think it's like happening. The keynote speaker thing is really, really a thing. I think we're at the beginning part of it. I agree. And I also am like, like love Oprah. Hi, your people can call. But also I'm really excited because there's so many women of incredible thought concepts coming through that we could have 50 Oprahs instead of a Oprah. That's right. That's right. You know? I feel like Oprah. have 100 Oprahs. Oh, I feel like Oprah has led the way. I feel like so many people oh, like Oprah. Oh, she really like forged the path. Thank God. Forced but. the path. But I can see it. I see it happening in front of my camera all the time. The level the excitement, the enthusiasm that women entrepreneurs feel when they see their people on stage. I feel like though they're just going to be, I think it's an opportunity for a lot of just females to become rock stars. Yeah. And also ladies, it's because they, all these women are putting themselves in rooms. That's right. And they're putting themselves on stage. This is the, I think the thing that you and I met because we put ourselves in a room. Um, and hilariously you have photographs of me putting myself in a room way before we actually like consciously did it in a coaching group. Um, I love how the world works, but when you put yourself in rooms, it is game changer. It makes you be it till you see it another level because you're in a room of people who don't know you yet. This is what I think if you were like, I don't know how to show up as me. If you go back to Nicole Mitchell's episode where she like literally 
moved towns so she could like be the person she wanted to be because she couldn't do it at her own town because there's too many people who knew the old version of her that she wasn't in alignment with and she wasn't being authentic for. But when you put yourself, even if you can't, like, I can't move. Okay, put yourself in a group of people you don't know anyone and you can really show up as the person that you always wanted to be. And like we did that and it really does help you because when you leave that room, you you dim your light and you're like, Ooh, this doesn't feel good. Cause it felt really good yesterday when my light was much brighter. Like you kind of, it allows you to kind of be in that upper level you've always wanted to be in. So you could be a rock star someday. Totally. And I feel like that's something when, if I go back to the whole like networking thing, what you don't know, if you have not put yourself into rooms like that, that has now happened is you, whatever room you put yourself into, no matter what stage you're at, whether you're small or big, you actually do rise together. Mm-hmm. And I think that has been that has been so fun to participate in. The people, there are people that fall off. Mm-hmm. But there's some people that just have elevate you seen, at the have same you time. Seen what Alex Street is doing? Yeah. It's insane. He yeah. is coaching some crazy, amazing people. And when he was in that room with us, um, you guys, I think he's episode five uh, or seven. Yeah. Anyways, when he was in that room with us, he, you know, he was in a crossroads. He was like starting fresh and new. That's and right. like he owned this like skill set that he didn't even value at the time because he was like, I don't know, is this a thing? And it's like such a thing. And it's kind of crazy to watch him, his star rise and Jessica Burzio's star rise and all these different people. It's like really so fun. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, I'm watching you and like it's uh, today during our photo shoot, I was just like in this like moment of like such gratitude. I was like, I can't believe like I'm so grateful that this woman is part of my life. And I then I am like think about all the powerful women that are like my mm. girlfriends, like my friends. Mm-hmm. Like we're both friends with Kareen. Like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. Like this girl is a friend of mine. Like just amazing women. I had the opportunity in April to go to a conference, She Who Wins. And it was just all these incredible women. And I told the story on the pod uh months ago, but this the keynote speaker, I was like in awe of her when she's speaking, Cheryl Powers. I was in awe of her. I was just like, oh my God. And then because I was shining my bright light because I was in this space, like, and I could like even shine it even brighter because I was like, oh my God, I'm around all these people who don't even know. And I'm like getting filled up and my my cup is being filled even more. And she comes up at the end of the thing and she's like, You are like magnetic. I have been watching you all day. I need to know more about you. And I'm like, you want to know more about me? You're the keynote speaker. I want, I'm like, will she be in my podcast? <laughs> but it's kind of crazy when you put yourself in a room, her bright light made my light yeah. shine brighter. And it's so crazy because sometimes yeah. we think, oh, if I go in this room, there's gonna be so much competition. There's gonna be all these people who do the same thing as me. And it's like, that's not true. If if you walk in thinking that way, absolutely, that's gonna be true. But if you walk in thinking like, I just want to meet people who we can like hang out together, like just turn down the noise in your head just a mm-hmm. little bit, mm-hmm. just a, just walk in the room. Mm-hmm. Like I heard that quote from, I think it was Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey says, when there's an opportunity and it presents itself to you, I do not want you to think about what's on the other side of the door. What I want mm-hmm. you to do is walk through the door. Just mm-hmm. walk through the door because the universe, all the things on the other side, if they open the door for you, are going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. I feel like the other thing getting in these rooms really helps is if I see Leslie Loken making a million dollars or more, I can do it too. Yeah. And I feel like getting yourself into rooms like that where people, where it's 
for a second, you can see it's possible that the possible part will take you a long way. Yeah. Like, yeah. If they can do it, I can do it too. I, yeah. Bro, you were in the room when, when, um, cause I've been really like, this is before Brad came on my team. And, um, I was like, you know, he was the reason he's the first person told me I could make a million dollars. And I was like, I don't know how that's going to happen. And then like through life's obstacles and just like the slog and him working on his own business, you know, uh, there was some struggles and I, it's not, we lost our way at all, but it's just like, it, it just felt like the million dollars was like never going to happen. And then we put ourselves in that room and we like, we're doing some things and we're like, Oh my God, we can make a million dollars. We're going to make a million, million dollars. Yes. It's going to happen. Yes. And not that a million dollars is like you made it. I mean, at this point, that's nothing. But <laughs> it's this like opportunity of like, oh, my God, if I can make a million dollars, that means I'm worth millions of dollars. Like that means I'm like, yeah, it's just like it's this thing. And it, it does help you aspire to be more than you were yesterday. Yeah. And we had Alan Stein Jr. on the beginning uh, like the first week of January of 2023. And he, his thing is how he ends every day is like, am I 1% closer to the man I want to be yeah. each day? And so it's not like the million dollars is my goal. It's not my it's goal. Not, right. My goal is the impact I'm here to make on this planet. And, um, and I get paid back in money. That's how energy works. But it's really like just having the opportunity, like when you put yourself in there, when you go through the door, you do see what's possible. And it might, it might not at all equal what you ever dreamed of. It's rarely ever as worse as you thought it could be. It's, you know, it's like kind of somewhere in the middle and it really points you in the next direction, the next hallway to go down where the next door is. But fuck yeah, you've got to go through the door. Oh, Jim Carrey has Jim some Carrey. Stuff. There, there's a documentary on, I can't remember the documentary on Netflix, but he talks about the whole thing. And I just feel like every time I get a, you know, an inquiry like the Super Bowl or Carol G or Coldplay or Sting, or the Hollywood Bowl. Hold on, are you doing Sting in Vegas? I'm not confirming or denying. Because I saw him in Vegas, no, and I'm just going to say. He's like, coming to the Hollywood Bowl, but I can um, neither confirm nor deny any of those things. Yes. But I'm saying when those things present themselves, I could tell myself, I'm this little girl from Texas who grew up in a trailer park. I should not be photographing Sting. But there's also a part of me that says, that would just be so awesome. To photograph somebody who's so creative in his brilliance. Oh, he's brilliant. That would just like, that's the reason. I don't, I don't care about all the other stuff, but just the creative part of it. Oh my God. So the next time you photograph me, I'm going to have Sting's photographer. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Cannot confirm. I'm super superstitious. I didn't. So listen, I. I wish I could knock on wood. Has not happened. But let's just say we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know, guys. We'll, 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 we'll update on the FYFs. We'll have Monica do a fuck yeah Friday episode. Um, okay. We have to take a brief break. You've given us so much. I, I really hope everyone listening to this was like, felt like a fly on the wall and was like yelling and screaming and clapping with us. I really hope that this really put some food for thought, but we're going to come back, find out how people can find you, follow you, work with you and your be it action items. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. 
At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances, while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, Monica, where do you like to hang out? What are your handles? How can people book a photo shoot with you so they shine fucking brighter? I am not ashamed to say that I'm only on Instagram. I yeah. wear that proudly. I do not feel the pressure to be on TikTok. Instagram is my I, home. I got on TikTok and I haven't posted anything <laughs> in a fucking year. And it was like, you have to re-log in. I was like, well, fuck that. I'm never doing that. <laughs> let, let me be the first to tell you, you do not need to have a profit. You cannot have a only profitable business if you do one social media. Just fucking pick one. Yeah. It's Just pick so, one, everybody. Pick the- so Instagram is where I live. She's on Instagram uh, as Girl Squad. Girl Squad Media. Yes. Um, And if people want to get a photo shoot with you, do they just hit you up there? Yeah. Just hit me up on Instagram. You can also go to my website and fill out the the contact information and my team will get back to you. Yeah. You're an amazing team. Oh my God. Love them. And also sometimes you do like little pop-up events in different places. So you guys don't have to be in Vegas or LA. Like just contact. You never know where she could be popping up. I mean, my goodness. Um, if she goes on tour with like, I don't know, Beyonce or something like that, maybe she'll be in your town. I'm just like, we're just dreaming big over here. So bold, executable, intrinsic, targeted steps people can take? What are some action steps people can take who are inspired by our conversation today? Just pick a room that's a Mm -hmm. little bigger than you, Mm -hmm. like a little bigger than where you feel like you are and just walk into it. Just do a lot of practice. Just keep doing it over and over and you'll surprise yourself. You'll look back one day and be like, God, I've come a long way. Mm. Just get into a room that's a little bigger than you. I love that. That is the first time we've ever had that. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh my gosh. Monica Linda. Girl Squad Media. I'm so fucking grateful that you're in my life. I fucking love you. I love, you know, (laughs) I want to say this. Every time I see what you're doing, I love that I get to celebrate that. Like, I love that. And ladies listening, like, I promise you on your worst day, if you see someone doing something that you like, that is like a win or amazing or something that like is just bigger than you're like, and you're low, you celebrate them. You instantly feel brighter and 
you feel you actually take in that opportunity of that inspiration because you know it's possible for you. And so every time I see you do it, I'm like fucking, she's at a fucking SoFi Stadium doing this fucking thing. That's so amazing. And I like celebrate it. And I'm like, good things happen that are big for me too. Like it's not, there's right. no fucking pie of success, ladies. Right. All of us can f- have exactly the life we want. And if your life is not a photographer at SoFi, whatever your biggest dreams are, you can have them and your friends can have theirs and it doesn't take away from anyone else. No. So take up all the fucking space. Be it till you see it. Make sure you tag Girl Squad Media and the Be It Pod with your takeaways of this episode. And until next time, be it till you see it. Bye. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Semena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website, and finally to Meredith Crowell for keeping us all on point and on time. All right, my coffee lovers. I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the plazas instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet into your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, 
This is amazing and it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!